Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals bolster the forward core on deadline day. Marcus Johansson returns to Washington and St. Louis coming to town tonight. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, March 22nd. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Capitals were active at the trade deadline yesterday, bolstering the team's forward core by acquiring forward Johan Larson from the Arizona Coyotes and also Marcus Johansson, who since his days in Washington has played for New Jersey, Boston, Minnesota, and Seattle, Traded by the Kraken back to D.C. This was more or less exactly what general manager Brian McClellan said at the beginning of the month. Add what makes sense. No go-for-it moves necessarily. Unless it's Marc-Andre Fleury, you're not necessarily looking for a goalie either. This is going to be Vitek Vanacek's team moving forward. And it's not really all that different a team than it was 24 hours ago. We were speculating, would this stretch of play change things? It turns out in the end, didn't change too much. Also played for the Buffalo Sabres, did Marcus Johansson. Oops, forgot one. Easy to lose track over the past few years. But good to see him back in familiar territory here. And to your point, not... Too much of a different-looking Capitals team, but a little bit more veteran-laden, you can say, in the acquisitions of Johansson and Johan Larson. And to Brian McClellan's word earlier this month, he told us what he was looking for, a little bit more depth up front, maybe looking to solidify the middle six, if you will. I think Marcus Johansson's acquisition addresses that. You get some defensive depth probably on the fourth line in the form of Johan Larson. So not the biggest splash, if you will, not necessarily the headliners, the sexiest names, but to what we've discussed over the past few weeks, this is sort of what we had an idea would be the case over deadline time. And the thought is, if the team is healthy and you look at the month of March and the stretch of play that they've put together and you continue to get solid goaltending, you do have pieces in place, which at least give you an opportunity come springtime. This is Marcus Johansson. You're listening to the Capitals Radio Network. A face-off win for Washington. They keep it in the offensive zone. Here's Williams. Right circle and drive. Rebound. They score! They score! Marcus Johansson wins it for Washington! Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Toronto! The Washington Capitals have won this Eastern Conference quarterfinal for He'll be 32 years old in October. A first-round pick of the Capitals back in 2009. Marcus Johansson is back in Washington. Since scoring 24 goals with the Capitals back in the 16-17 season, he's only gotten to double digits once since then, and just 22 goals in the last four seasons. There's not a ton of top six potential anymore, at least based on what I just told you, but there is some thought in hearing what Brian McClellan had to say that it's not an automatic that he's on the third line called him top nine potential on this team. So we may see him, depending on what Peter Laviolette thinks, 
he may be other places in this lineup would think to start probably on the third line and he is in the lineup tonight yeah and I think in the in the next couple of weeks we'll see how it plays out but the sense I got hearing from Brian McClellan Peter Laviolette yesterday as well is that there might be some trial and error. There there might be some different line combinations we see over the next few weeks. I know they've been very pleased when healthy with the second line of Mantha, Backstrom, and Oshie, those three together. But the thought I have with Johansson, they're going to try him in different spots. They like the versatility. They like the ability to play left or right if needed. He provides them with options. And to your point with the offensive numbers, not only can he potentially produce if playing with very good players alongside, but the power play success... A power play guy here in Washington going back years ago, and they certainly envision him being on that second unit, I would think, here in Washington. So there, there will be opportunities to produce offensively and to produce to provide some of that secondary scoring. Johan Larson comes to Washington from Arizona. You may remember him from his days with the Buffalo Sabres. General Manager Brian McClellan meeting with the media after the deadline yesterday. Called him a versatile player. Could play in Carl Hagelin's spot on the checking line, but not limited to that, Ben. He can play wing. He can play center. The emphasis is on defensive responsibility. We are going to see him for maybe a week or so. He's coming off sports hernia surgery, and he's on his way back. He's already been skating with Arizona, but it may be a week or so according to the general manager, before we see number 22, and that is his number for the Capitals. Yeah, but another guy who provides, again, that versatility, position flexibility, if you will, be it on the wing or center in case of emergency. You want to utilize him in that instance if you're shorthanded down the middle. But it'll be interesting because it certainly sounds like they envision him, again, fourth line, left wing, in that Carl Hagelin position in a spot that I think you and I are in agreement on this. Actually, Anson Fialbi has handled it fairly well since he was recalled earlier this month from Hershey. So we'll see now a few more games, perhaps a few more opportunities for actually Anson Fialbi to continue to impress and make a case for himself. But certainly uh, Johan Larson will get that opportunity, a veteran of nearly 500 career NHL games, still looking forward to making a Stanley Cup playoff debut. I imagine he'll be chomping at the bit and looking forward to being part of a winning environment, something that throughout his career in Buffalo and Arizona, he has uh, yet to really experience experience much of. He has seen some things. All right, chatting NHL trade deadline day with Tarek El-Bashir from The Athletic. A couple weeks ago, Brian McClellan said this was going to be a different kind of trade deadline. If there is one thing we have learned since 2014 about the general manager of the Capitals, he is very upfront and honest about what his intentions are, and then he generally follows through with them, and that's the case. I guess we really shouldn't have been surprised. If we were thinking there was going to be more on trade deadline day than a couple of middle forwards, maybe we shouldn't be, because that's exactly what he told us a few weeks ago. Brian McClellan is nothing if not a truth teller. (laughs) <laughs> when, when he gets in front of a microphone and that's part of the reason why the PR staff does such a great job of hiding him from the media because he really does kind of tell us what's what's going on so when he does talk which isn't very often if you're a fan you should sit up and listen because he's going to let you know what he's thinking and you're exactly right I mean basically what he said was if it's not Marc-Andre Fleury it's nobody in goal he went somewhere else Marc-Andre and they weren't going to settle for Junis Corposalo or someone in that next tier of goaltender he said he was happy with his defense defense. He didn't make a move on defense. And he said, we can get some more depth in the middle six forward group. And that's exactly what he did. So no one should be surprised by how things turned out today. I do think they're marginally better, certainly more experienced. And that's something, if you go back and you look at the way Peter Laviolette has run this team, he's okay with rookies. Played Martin Faravari 
big minutes. There are a bunch of young players on this team that have gotten their first shot and gotten their first goal. But you also know, if you follow Peter Laviolette for any length of time, that he trusts his veterans. He likes experience. He likes guys who have been there and done it. And in Marcus Johansson and in Johan Larson, he got a couple of guys who have done it, who've been through the battles of the playoffs. He knows when he throws them over the boards, they're not going to try a fancy one-handed pass at the blue line that's going to get picked off and go the other way. Those are the kind of goals that kill you in the postseason. They kill you at any time, really. And he got some guys who were, as hockey men say, play the game the right way. And now we look around the division as everybody's pencils are down and we know who is where now moving forward for the rest of the season into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Metropolitan Division was busy. Ricard Raquel goes to Pittsburgh. That's, that's the one that worries me. Raquel, when he's on, is, is a game changer. Penguins have been pretty good as of late. I mean, the Caps have been trying to track them down for a few weeks now. Even as they've gotten hot, they haven't been able to totally catch up. And look, just historically, I mean, it's, it's the Caps and the Penguins. You know they're going to run into each other at some point if the Caps make a run. At some point, they're going to have to go through Pittsburgh. And they got better. Like I said, I think the Caps, if you look at the way they've played over the last three weeks, ever since Brian McClellan got in front of the microphones and said, nah, this team's okay. You know, I, I'll let their play over the next few weeks dictate what I do. They turned it on. I mean, that was cl- clearly he sent a message to the room with what he said. And they showed once again how good they can be when everyone's engaged and everyone's giving 10 tenths every night. You look at the way the rest of this, uh, the, the rest of this division they did in the last you know, few hours. I mean, they got better. A lot of these teams got better. Carolina got a little better getting Max Domi. I mean, look, this is always a tough division. It's going to remain a tough division. I do think the Capitals are better suited now from an experience standpoint to maximize these last couple windows, a couple years of the Alex Ovechkin window. This is now Vitek Vanacek's show, apparently. We found that out. You don't go get a goalie. Vitek's played well. He's assumed the number one job. This apparently, when you've talked about it, when we were last talking, you said if you want to know who's going to be your goaltender, you better know who it is the morning of game one. You would think right now there's a really good chance Vitek Vanacek's going to be that guy. Yeah, without a doubt. You know what? And for good reason. If you look at at his numbers in January, he missed all of February, like the entire month he was out for an injury. So if you just look at the numbers January 1 to January 31, he was one of the top 10 goaltenders in the league from a save percentage, from a um, uh, saves above expected, from goals against average, shutouts. I mean, you, he checks all the boxes. Then he missed all of February with the concussion. Then he comes back in March. And again, he's a top 10 goaltender in every metric. Does that mean that he can you know, get the job done in the playoffs? I don't know. But did we know that about you know, about Jordan Bennington either? Like we we didn't know. I mean, I don't know if it's a if it's an apples to apples comparison, but you know, NHL history is littered with a goaltender is a weird position, man. It's like closer in baseball. It's so fickle. It's so kind of it comes and goes, hot and cold. Again, I I kind of agree with McClellan's stance, where if you're not getting a three time Stanley Cup champion, a Mark Andre Fleury. Roll the dice. Roll the dice with, with Vanacek and get some more depth, and hopefully you can punch through one more time. Appreciate Tarek El-Bashir giving us his perspective. You may have seen Connor McMichael sent to AHL Hershey yesterday. That was a paper transaction to make him eligible to play in the Calder Cup playoffs for the Bears. He's still in D.C. Brett Leeson, on the other hand, was assigned to AHL Hershey, and he is, in fact, north of the Mason-Dixon line. Also going on, St. Louis. Yeah, they're in town tonight. Only time this season. Second place in the Central with 77 points. They are miles behind the Colorado Avalanche. Just a clip ahead of Minnesota. No Vladimir Tarasenko, no Robert Thomas. They're not coming in, Ben, at 100% tonight. No, 
on, but I'll tell you what, that's a heavy, physical, grinded out team. You want to test your ability for postseason hockey? That's a terrific team coming to town in the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, missing some firepower up front tonight, but a black and blue type of game, physical affair, it usually is with the Blues. I'm looking forward to this one. Caps and the Blues tonight at 7, pregame at 645 on 106.7 The Fan, Caps Radio 24-7, Caps Game Day, your extended pregame show exclusively on Caps Radio 24-7, Caps Radio 247.com. That starts at 4. Ben, big show coming up today. Yeah, let's continue to talk trade deadline. We'll get reaction, our one-on-one conversation with GM Brian McClellan. We'll hear from him on the additions and on the play of Vitek Vanatek and what he's looking forward to seeing Brian McClellan between now and the end of the regular season to really assure him that the team is ready for a potentially deep postseason run. Caps and Blues tonight. Marcus Johansson returns to the district. Ben, have yourself a Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.